Welcome to the Men's Alliance podcast. I'm David Mills. Men's Alliance is a growing movement out of Richmond, Virginia, where tribes of men meet in person weekly for an epic outdoor workout and a real world devotion around a fire. We're bringing men out of isolation, out of their comfort zones, and into something real. Hey guys, Dave Mills here with the Men's Alliance podcast. Men's Alliance has always been and always will be real. That means we don't pretend. And I'm telling you, these past two years, our world has certainly seen a lot of pretending, a lot of grand theater, all right? A lot of words and behaviors that are done in order to fit in with the culture or be politically correct. A lot of virtue signaling. An example of what I mean, I had coffee with a guy who had no problem meeting me in a crowded coffee shop, sitting down with me to have coffee. He never wore a mask, but then he puts on his mask, steps six feet away from everyone for a photo that will be posted on Facebook. That's theater. Okay, that's pretend. That's fake. But really, I mean, it's sort of an eye-rolling, harmless theater, right? We all kind of shake our heads at that, but hey, that's just him. At least there's no harm. But the problem with allowing yourself to play fake games and go along with the crowd is that it's a slippery slope. Because if culture can get us to pretend that our mask is saving lives while we walk into the restaurant, but totally unnecessary while we're talking, laughing, and eating at our table, then they've got us playing their game, okay? And it's the next move in the game that is more malicious. The next move in the game is to get you to say that there are more than two genders that men can have babies, that men can play women's sports and use women's restrooms, and that children can choose whatever gender they want to be, right? This is the slippery slope. If they can get us to pretend, if they can get us to go along with a charade that we know is false, then they've got us. And if they can get you to play, they can get you to play even more down the road. To the point where you get to one of USA Today's Women of the Year for 2022 is Dr. Rachel Levine, who was born as a biological male. A biological male who now identifies as a female is woman of the year for USA Today. So that's just an example of where this goes, where the theater of the absurd can go when they can get you to start playing their game. The tremendous danger here, and this is the point of today's podcast, the tremendous danger is the destruction of truth. To say it's all relative, to say anything goes, to say there is no 
absolute. There's no objective. There's no right or wrong. It's all based on whatever you feel. There's no male and female. There's a spectrum. Now, I want you to see what exactly is this attacking. Where's the harm in that? Do you see what is under attack? Are you picking up on the enemy's strategy yet? Let me read you a verse from Genesis 1.27. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. This is an attack on the image of God. If you can destroy male and female, you're destroying the image of God. Now, if you say there is no such thing as truth, that everything is relative, you are attacking the very nature of Jesus. Because Jesus told us in John 14, 6, I am the truth. So the enemy is going after male, female, and truth. Are you picking up on this? I want to read you a quote from the aforementioned Dr. Rachel Levine, one of USA Today's Women of the Year. And I want you to see if you can pick up on how this quote from Dr. Levine goes directly against what the Bible says. Are you ready? It's our game. It's our quiz. You see if you can pick it up. I'm going to read you the quote. You have tremendous worth just for who you are. No matter who you love, no matter who you are, no matter your gender identity, sexual orientation, or anything else. And to be true to that, end quote. Now that, that quote, it starts out with a true statement. Lies usually do, don't they? It starts out with, you have tremendous worth just for who you are. That part is true. But here's the irony. It's only true if we're made in the image of God. Do you see how sneaky this is? Um, by the way, in a Darwinian atheistic worldview, you do not have tremendous worth just for who you are. You're actually a highly evolved lump of cells uh, that are here by random chance, uh, random mutation, natural selection. If you're killed by a predator, well, that's just survival of the fittest. It's only in the theistic worldview that we do have intrinsic value as humans because we are different from animals. We have souls. We're made in the image of our creator, God, male and female. He created them. Okay, so it starts off with that quote of truth, that you have tremendous worth just for who you are. But then Dr. Levine adds to that statement with this, no matter who you love, no matter who you are, no matter your gender identity, sexual orientation, or anything else, and to be true to that. Really? Really? No matter who you love? No matter who you love, what if you love an eight-year-old? Love is love, right? That's what the rainbow yard sign says. Love is love. No human is illegal. Of course, the question here to ask is, what do you mean by love? Do you mean love your neighbor as yourself? Do you mean love is pure? Love is kind? Love is long-suffering? You know, the Bible's definition. Or by love, do you mean to have sex with, right? When Dr. Levine says, no matter who you love, 
I'd like for Dr. Levine to define what is meant by that. Obviously, we all know what is meant, but they just don't like to come right out and say it. They know society isn't ready yet to hear them say no matter who you want to have sex with. So for now, they're just using the word love. Once again, a strategic move on the enemy's part. 1 John 4 tells us that love comes from God. So the enemy is stealing our word, love. And they're blurring the lines by using it to mean sex. And of course, it sounds much more palatable to say love is love and people should be free to love whoever they want than to say what they really mean. People should be free to have sex with anyone of any gender and any age they want without being held morally responsible because that is what they mean, right? Let's not kid ourselves. If you can identify as any gender and you can identify as any race, you can identify as an animal or a plant or a Z or a Zay, then you can certainly identify as a different age. That's where this is going, folks. But they're going after male, female, truth, and now also love. Are you picking up on the strategy yet? The attack is on the image of God. In the image of God, he created them male and female. I am the truth. God is love. This is what's at stake here. And it's imperative we recognize the stakes of the game. We have to understand what's on the table. We have to recognize that this isn't about inclusion or human rights or discrimination. All those buzzwords are merely misdirection. What on earth were they ever excluded from, right? What, what human right have they not had? There is no systemic discrimination, right? People, regardless of their sexual orientation or identity, can buy homes, buy cars, go to universities, become doctors and lawyers and run for office. And there's nothing that they're barred from, right? So this is about attacking the very existence of objective moral truth so that everything can become subjective opinion. And they've already begun attacking math. Math. Math is racist, they say. You don't have to pass math anymore to graduate high school in Oregon. Why? Because math is an objective truth. And the enemy wants everything, everything, to be a matter of feelings. So if it's objective truth, like gender, like male-female, like math, like things that are binary, well, those have to go because they want you to trust your feelings, to follow your heart. Listen, that line, follow your heart, that's in every Disney movie ever, is 100% against the Bible and the teachings of Jesus. We should absolutely not follow our heart. Listen, Jeremiah 17, 9 says, The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? <laughs> Jeremiah 17, 9. Mark 7, 21 says, 
For it is from within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come. Sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these things come from inside a person. The heart. And Romans 1.21 says, For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Listen, if you're a follower of Christ, you should never say follow your heart. If you have, just recognize that you've been duped by Disney and turn back to the Bible. Follow the Bible. Follow the writings of Paul, Luke, Peter, and James. Follow the words of Isaiah, Jeremiah. Follow the writings in Proverbs. Follow that. Do not follow your heart. Listen, my heart wants to do all sorts of terrible things, right? If I listened to my heart, I'd be in a lot of trouble. My heart wants to, to uh, look at pornography. It wants to have affairs. It wants to punch people in the face. It wants to be selfish. It wants to get my own way. It wants to be greedy. It wants revenge. So if you want me to act in that way, just tell me to follow my heart. But if you want me to love others more than myself, that's the true definition of love. From 1 Corinthians 13, not the distorted definition used by Dr. Levine. If you want me to be good to other humans, tell me to follow the Bible. If you want me to be patient and kind and not to be selfish, if you want me to help orphans and widows, then tell me to follow the Bible because that's all written there, not my heart, which is, according to the Bible, the most deceitful and wicked of things right? Make no mistake, men. That's what's going on in this transgender debate in our society right now. It's about the destruction of truth and the absolute elevation of feelings. Feelings change and feelings lead us astray. And feelings are the root cause of all affairs, assaults, rapes, and genocide. Those were people just following their feelings. Listen, pedophiles are following their hearts. They're following their feelings. When someone is talking about following their feelings, following their hearts, we should be very, very concerned, right? That is all subjective. That is all opinion, right? We need an objective truth outside of ourselves. We need the Bible that says, here's what's right. Here's what's wrong. Follow that. It doesn't matter how you feel. So when the Dr. Levines of the world tell us, no matter who you are, no matter your identity or orientation or anything else, to be true to that, they are giving you the most dangerous, destructive advice ever presented to mankind. They're giving you the recipe to destroy civilization. And the enemy knows this. The enemy is cunning. This is not happening by accident. Listen, truth exists. Male and female exist. Objective morality exists. We need more truth tellers in this truth-hating world. We need more men like the Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina, Mark Robinson. I love this guy. Maybe you've seen his videos. They've been going viral this month. This man is courageous. This man is real. Courage, by the way, is not dressing up like a woman, courage is calling out the man who dresses up like a woman, all right? And Mark Robinson made headlines for his courage uh, this month. 
by just stating simple biological facts that in any other time period in history would not be remarkable at all. But I'm going to read you some excerpts from what Mr. Mark Robinson said. And I quote, Ain't but two genders. Two genders. Ain't nothing but men and women. You can go to the doctor and get cut up. You can go down to the dress shop and get made up. You can go down there and get drugged up. But at the end of the day, you're just a drugged up, dressed up, made up, cut up man or woman. You ain't changed what God put in you. That's DNA. You can't transcend God's creation. I don't care how hard you try. The transgender movement in this country, if there is a movement in this country that is demonic and that is full of the spirit of Antichrist, it is the transgender movement. It's time for grown-ups and time for Christians to start standing up and stop being afraid to say the truth. He ends by saying, come after me if you want to. I don't care. You want my head? Here it is. Come on, come get it. I don't care because it's time for us to stand up, and I'm not afraid for us to stand up and tell the truth about that issue. End quote. Mr. Robinson made these remarks from the pulpit of a church earlier uh, this month of April, I believe it was. Now, when you're in a battle and you're pinned down by enemy fire and one man in your group has the courage to stand up and charge the enemy, what should you do? You stand up and you charge with him. That's what you do, right? You don't let him go alone. So, men, we must always take the side of truth over feelings. That's what this debate is about. It's about objective truth over subjective feelings. Now listen, guys, if your son or daughter is confused about their gender, you want to lovingly guide them through this time of confusion, but fall back onto the position of objective truth, not subjective feelings. God made your child male or female. Medicines and surgeries will never change their chromosomes. Statistics show that gender reassignment surgery recipients fare much, much worse than society at large. The largest study that's been done on this comes out of Sweden, and it was a 30-year-long study. Now, in Sweden, the culture is strongly supportive of the transgendered, okay? So, there are more, I'm sorry, there are less variables going on in Sweden than if this study had been conducted perhaps in another country. So 30-year study in Sweden documenting the lifelong mental unrest 10 to 15 years after surgical reassignment, the suicide rate of those who had undergone sex reassignment surgery rose to 20 times that of comparable peers. 20 times this is after the surgery. The surgery is not going to fix anything. The sex reassignment medications, the hormone therapies, the chemical castrations, getting cut up is not going to fix the problem. The people that live in a country that is entirely supportive of them and given them the surgery 
still have a 20 time higher suicide rate. Let me tell you another topic that will help illustrate this. Have you heard of transableism? Few have. Transableism is when a person identifies as being disabled. Look this up if you've never heard of it. It is amazing the amount of literature out there. I learned about this a few years ago working on my master's of social work. There are people who identify as being blind and they want a surgery to blind them. There are people who identify as being crippled and they want their legs amputated. There are people who identify as not being able to lose an arm, use an arm and they want an arm amputated. The list goes on and on, folks. The transabled, much, lo- much like the transgender, have a problem going on. They have a confusion going on in their mind. It's a confused way of thinking. And these people need our love. They need our support. They need our help. But they do not need us to affirm their view of reality. Listen, when there's any problem, this is the entire field of psychology and psychiatry is to help the person's mind to change so that it can match reality, right? We want people's minds to change so that they are correctly able to perceive reality. We don't seek to alter reality to match their mind, right? If a person, if your child is transabled and they they believe that they identify as a blind person, we would absolutely not even consider taking them to a surgeon to have their eyes removed, right? We wouldn't say, well, this is just how they identify. Well, this is just how they feel. No, we would fight for them because we love them and we would work hard to have their mind change, their thinking change to match the reality of their two healthy eyes. The same is true for transgender. We don't want to rush off to do permanent uh, surgeries and chemical treatments to make their physical body match what their mind thinks. We want to do the other way around, right? We want to lovingly guide our children through this confusion but do not affirm their delusion, okay? What if your child feels in their heart that they were born to play in a busy street? Would it be hateful of you to tell your child not to play in a busy street? Would that be hating them? Of course not. It's loving to tell them no. In fact, it would be hateful to allow them to do something that destructive, right? So that's the next lie that culture is throwing at us. That if we that if we don't affirm everything that everyone feels, that we're being hateful. This is a lie that we must reject. Because it's not hateful for your doctor to tell you that you need you need to lose weight. Okay, that's just truthful and it's loving. Right? We don't need to all be affirmed in all of our unhealthy lifestyle choices, right? I don't let my kids play in a busy street, right? I want my doctor to tell me when, you know, I have heart disease. I don't want him to say, well, that wouldn't be very loving. Um, Let's just let him do whatever he wants. It's not hateful to tell your child 
not to drink poison, not to play in traffic, not to take drugs, not to steal. And it's not hateful to tell your kid that God designed them perfectly and beautifully as the biological boy or girl that they are. It's loving. It's truthful. We must take back the definitions of truth, love, male, and female, because ultimately these are all elements of the image of God. There's more at stake here than the enemy wants us to realize. The enemy wants us to think it's all about inclusion and diversity and human rights and love, not hate. But it's actually an attack on God himself, on truth, on love, on the image of God, male and female. It's a tough topic because it's personal. It's full of emotion because it involves relationships with those we love. But that is precisely why it's so imperative that we stand for what is right. Be men who stand for truth, for love, and for following the word of God over feelings. Let's be ambassadors who represent Christ, and let's be barbarians who refuse to conform to the prevailing culture. Visit mensalliancetribe.com to find a tribe near you, or maybe you're the man to start one in your area. So check us out at mensalliancetribe.com, and I hope to see you around the fire soon.